I'm Brooke Lamb. And I'm Lindsay Sampson. And this is Kismet, a podcast exploring the big and small moments in life that change us. The moments where we brush up against something beyond ourselves. The moments that feel impossible to put into words because in a very real way, they are beyond words. The moments where no one knows from the outside that you're having a profound and powerful experience of what lies beyond the veil, where the true reality of everything feels closer, more tangible than the busy humdrum of our distracted modern lives usually allows. We hope you find here an invitation to notice more fully the presence of love in your own life and receive the gifts of the stories of others. Thank you for listening. Okay, so I'm Brooke, and um, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, which sounds very fancy. But really what it means is I just I get to spend time just talking to people for my job, which is really cool. And that is a big part of why I wanted to um, start this podcast and share um, a space where people can get to witness some of the things that I get to witness. I mean, every day I'm sitting with people and I'm listening to very like slow and intimate and close like aspects of their lives and their experiences and obviously you know therapy is confidential for a reason and that's important but I often feel like I'm witnessing something that's really profound and I just I've had these moments where I'm like how can we like help people experience hear this how can we help people hear these moments because I think that they change us when we hear them from other people And then we also are changed when we share them. So a little bit of my background, um, I grew up in the Church of Christ, um, which is a very conservative Christian evangelical denomination, very loving family, very supportive and stable family, which I'm very thankful for. Um, And then came to college here in Nashville. I went to Lipscomb, continued there, kind of unsure of what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I would say I was still very much in the evangelical world. And then um, began therapy grad school, and everything in my life kind of started to shift in a lot of ways, particularly with faith, which something that I really firmly believe is that, you know, your faith system, your belief system is the foundations of your life, right? So if you have a house, that's the building blocks or the scaffolding or whatever you want to call it and so when one of those things starts to shift everything starts to shift and um, went through a really challenging time in my personal life also professionally felt like I was just being constantly exposed to experiences that were different than what I had been taught and I was experiencing sitting in the presence of people just like beautiful, beloved, unique, amazing people and having to try to make sense of 
the presence of God that I felt that I was experiencing there with the belief systems that I had been taught. Now, I would say I am very um, connected to God. I'm very connected to who I believe God to be, which is love in its purest form and also the very essence of every aspect of reality, which is really cool and something that I care a lot about now. And I find that my therapy work has become in many ways um, like a, a more of a spiritual like contemplation practice as well, which is just such a gift that I get to do that every day. I have two small kids. I'm married and live outside Nashville, Tennessee. My name is Lindsay. I am a musician and a divinity school student. I'm uh, right now at Vanderbilt Divinity. I grew up in a military family, which means we moved around a ton when I was a kid. And I think it instilled in me a little bit of um, early mysticism because there wasn't necessarily a church home in terms of like a, a physical building. So I remember really young, as young as maybe elementary school, um, talking to the moon, which is a very, like, I don't know, it was like a, like a seven-year-old monk just, just talking to the moon. I love that. I'm sorry. I just love that so much. That story only surfaced for me back in my memory, like in the past couple of weeks. And I'm really, I've really held on to it as a foundational kind of a, this is how I've kind of always thought about God. Mm -hmm. It's this thing that is cyclical, but constant, and it kind of has to do with everything and everyone can see it and everyone is part of it. And it affects things that you can't even see like oceans and has unimaginable power. And also when you look at out your window at night, you just have this little glow and mm. sometimes it feels totally cosmic and awesome and sometimes it just feels like your own little moon so I, I grew up in the Episcopal Church and sort of found my way out of it in college and into some more evangelical spaces and that was uh maybe formative it was incredibly formative um some in good ways some in <laughs> troubling ways mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, and so I think maybe five years ago or so I started to untangle a little bit of what I had learned and, um, I started to sit more with, okay, what, what do I think this is? What do I think church is? What do I think my hope for faith community is? And so slowly over the past many, many years, I, I sort of found myself in a non-denominational but progressive space and then moved to Nashville about six months ago to attend Vanderbilt Divinity School and have found myself back in the um, Episcopal Church, which is, you know, the one promise that I asked God to make before Divinity School is, please, you can make me anything out of this process, but just don't make me an Episcopal priest. And uh, gosh, it's just, uh, it's, it's already, <laughs> I'm already seeing some writing on the wall. Yeah, like, isn't that funny? <laughs> Isn't that Step funny? It's one. the moon cycle. It's the moon You've come cycle. right back to the beginning. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, we're on a real journey of yeah. exploration in a million ways. Yeah. So what made you want to do this podcast with me other than me asking you? <laughs> <laughs> when you started talking about the concept mm. of what would it look like to Zoom 
really, really far in on some of the sort of spiritual minutia of a person's life, that felt really precious and interesting. I think it's pretty easy to talk about big ideas and concepts and get really sort of in the muddy waters of theology and and these really, really big philosophical debates and concepts. And that is super great. And it's also like what I do every day at divinity school. And I think that there's something that's really, that's like a really important foundational work. And also that's not the stuff that lights me on fire. The stuff that lights me on fire is talking to an individual person and hearing about what it is that makes them feel like we're all part of something. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they call it God, sometimes they don't. And people have these particular moments that are sort of sewn into the fabric of their lives. And um, I was excited about maybe creating space to, to honor some of this. If you're like me as a busy mom with little kids or just a busy human living in this world that we live in, sometimes it's hard to find time to sit down and read. So a lot of the books that you're hearing us reference or authors that we discuss in the podcast, recommendations from our guests, you might be curious about reading one of those books. So I highly recommend Audible. I have had an Audible membership for years. I love it. It's totally worth it to me. Listening to books, it's so accessible in the car, throughout your day, while you're working out, whatever it is. I mean, if you're interested in trying Audible out, we can get you a 30-day free trial with their Plus membership, which is only $7.95 a month after that trial. Um, and that one, you have access to their full Audible library. If you want the Premium Plus, which is one where you can actually also get a book that's outside of their library each month you get a download uh, that's only $14.95 a month that's the one that I have either one you can try for free 30 days if you go to our website kismet-podcast.com slash audible and continue um, growing within yourself and with others through books I think we I speak for both of us that we would want this space to be open to all people and if you've heard us say the word God or church or anything like that, and you're like, nope, I'm out of here, please know that whatever the language is that you use is welcomed. Whatever the language you don't use is welcomed. However you conceive of love and energy, source, transcendence, connection to the world and the earth and the universe, whatever it is. I mean, this is part of, I think, what's so powerful and what I want to do is help people understand that there is a universal human experience that we all have that transcends those labels. Many world religions have language for what it is that we're trying to convey in this space, which I think is so amazing we experience so much division and so much of that comes when we want to debate at that philosophical level about who's right and who's wrong and what it should actually be called and what the bible says or what the bible doesn't say or whatever and like you said like there is a place for that and that is important work that many wonderful people are doing this ain't it this ain't, yeah, exactly. And it, and this is, it's also, I think, often not work that serves to connect, even though it, it, it should. 
but often what happens is people going, oh, we're not on the same page. That person's different than me. When in reality, we're made of the same stuff. You're made of the same stuff as the moon that you looked at every night when you were little. And that just like makes me, I just feel so touched by that. That's, so, that's such a beautiful, pure experience of, being, of what children are. And speaks to the fact that this stuff is built into our bodies and our hearts and our minds from the very second we were conceived, right? This is not, you didn't have to learn to do that. In fact, I'm trying to unlearn a lot of the extra stuff Mm -hmm. we've been given and the names and the distinctions um, to try to get back to a little bit more of my mystical moon baby self. Yes! (laughs) I love that so much. That's awesome. When... You and I were talking about this podcast idea. I was kind of throwing out name ideas because I wasn't quite sure. Nothing had sort of settled with me about how to name this podcast and to convey to people what it is that we're trying to do. And I was talking about like mysticism and because that's certainly like part of this, but that's such a, you know, laid in word. And you were like, what about kismet? And I was like, "Um, I mean, that sounds awesome um but I would love to hear from you like what sort of like sprung up in your heart around that what made you mention that word you mentioned you know mysticism feels so big and so cosmic almost like you're you're out to sea a little bit and then you mentioned sort of particular moments and like serendipity and kismet and like just you sort of just like glossed over that word and it really hooked in my mind it was that perfect, like big, small feeling. So it feels like a little thing that reflects a huge thing. Like Kismet is such a, it's these tiny moments where you can sort of poke through the fabric and see the light on the other side. It's like these tiny pinpricks where you can sort of see these magical little moments that give you insight into the larger nature of reality. And to me, that's exactly what we were hoping to do here. And even just the word sounds whimsical. And so there's something like tender and personal and small, a small thing that reflects a huge thing. That, that felt like exactly what we're trying to do. I'm going to share an example of this for those of you listening and going, what in the world are you people talking about? Last uh, fall, I found out that I have a heart gene that is not good. <laughs> um, part of my family's genetic code, there's a gene that stops before it's supposed to. And because of that, it, it means that we're predisposed to various forms of cardiomyopathy, which just means basically like heart problems. So I found that out um, a few months ago. And I'm, I'm 32 years old. I have two little boys. And I was certainly experiencing a range of emotions about that. A lot of fear, a lot of just just fear of the unknown because as with all genetics, right, they, they, they kept telling me, well, you, you might be fine. You might not ever have a problem, right? But now this thing has been introduced to me in which I'm envisioning, you know, a future where I could and statistically likely will have heart problems. 
you know, my mind is what, what's going to happen to me, but mostly what's like, what's going to happen to me because of my children and my husband and the people in my life who my presence is everything. And especially because of my work, you know, I, I know, I see firsthand the effects that having a sick parent or certainly prematurely losing a parent um, has on children and on young people. And of course, you know, my mind is going to all those places, you know, and I'm trying, I'm trying to like do my coping skills and like pray and like do everything. But I think it's human nature, you know, and it, it's understandable that I was feeling, I was just feeling scared. And I was listening to a podcast, uh, which I will talk about a lot because he is like such an inspiration to me and truly has like been my spiritual director from afar. Um, his name is James Finley. He is at the Center for Action and Contemplation, which is Richard Rohr's uh, organization. And he has a podcast called Turning to the Mystics. And he's sort of been my Sherpa into the the spaces of Christian mysticism and um, he's also a therapist, so I've just learned so much from him. And I was listening to that podcast in a moment of feeling fear and anxiety and just trying to, you know, listen to something that grounds me, right? So I was listening to his podcast and his co-host, Kirsten, she was talking about an experience for her that was one of these experiences where she had really like a mystical awakening encounter with God. And she was sharing about how um, her sister died several years back. And I don't know what she died from, but it something had to do with her heart. And she had a young adult child, I think he was like a late teen, but who was there with her. So it was Kirsten's nephew. And she and the nephew are in the room there with her sister, as she, essentially as she's dying. I mean, she's in her final, final days, which, you know, imagining that just sounds horrific. And she talks about falling asleep or trying to fall asleep. She's on the floor and having this dream or vision or whether it was just an image in her mind, I don't really know, but this experience of God being there with her and then her sister who was essentially in a coma. I mean, she wasn't actually speaking to her, but saying, I can't go until I know that you are going to love my son the way that I do. And God being there with her and just filling her up with this overwhelming sense of love for her nephew, sense of love for her sister and just this powerful experience of God's love in that moment that everything's going to be okay because of love and kind of waking up the next day and sharing this with her sister that I do, I love him as much as, I mean, no one can ever love the way a mother does, but I have that love that you gave me in my heart for him. And, and then she died and now she is surrogate mother, you know, for her nephew. But I was listening to that as I'm holding all of this fear about my own children and my own heart. And it just felt like, what are the odds that I'm listening to this podcast and she's talking about dying of a heart 
problem and the fear of what's going to happen to her children in the wake of that. And I just became like overcame, overcome with just feeling very loved and very touched and moved and very seen. Like I, I always do this stuff in the shower. <laughs> I pray in the shower and I listen to podcasts in the shower probably because I have two kids and it's the only place I can be alone. But I'm in the shower and I just like broke down in tears because I felt like, you know, it was just a little moment of God saying like, I know. And I see you and like everyone who's telling you that you're fine. So why are you worried? You don't need to listen to them. Like, it's okay that you're worried. I understand that you're worried and I'm here, you know. And it was just such a comfort to my heart, like such a balm to feel that God's presence is with me in this stuff that's scary. Thank you so much for listening to Kismet. It's been great to share this with you guys today. It would help us out a lot um, if you would be able to go to wherever you're getting your podcast from. If you would please rate and review us, that would be wonderful and subscribe as well, especially um, on Apple Podcasts. If you go to kismet-podcast.com, there's a link there that says support Kismet, and that's the link to go to to find ways that you can support our work so that we can continue working on bringing these stories to you. Share us on social media. We do have Instagram and Facebook, and would just love to be able to spread this conversation a little bit more widely. For more info, again, go to our website, kismet-podcast.com. And thank you so much for supporting us by doing these things. It really does make a big difference. A story like that, and a lot of the stories that we're going to reflect on this season, are about moments that recenter you in a universe where you are seen and known and loved, and that the universe is conspiring for your good. Mm. And it's these tiny moments where you see just how much care God or the universe or um, whatever your language for it, how detailed the universe is in holding us and sort of caring for us individually and in communities. Yeah, it's this tiny moment that's a reflection of the vocabulary of your own heart. And sometimes they can feel so individual and so personal and it, and it requires maybe a bit of background of, you know, this small thing would have seemed like nothing to somebody else. And in that moment, given my context, given my background, given the state of my heart, it was illuminating mm -hmm. and it reoriented the universe for me a little bit mm -hmm. from this, you know, cold, blank, meaningless void to something, a, a place where if your eyes are open to it and if your aperture is open to an awareness of it, you can notice how particular the universe is. We're just living day to day and we're just caught up in getting stuff done, right? Which of course we do. Like we have to get stuff done. We have to live. And that stuff all matters in this part of this picture too. But for me, at least I notice that when I slow down, and really look at something and really feel it, something and experience it, 
it is it's astounding things like that the 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 personal nature of it because sharing this stuff on a podcast activates some of my anxieties and insecurities because this stuff is so personal it's very vulnerable to say like I feel like God was like with me in that moment like and how do you know that other people also know what that feels like and that you're not and I use this in the most true sense of the word crazy one hope that I have for this season is that people walk away feeling like they don't have to justify their experiences of the divine Mm. they can just talk about them and and know that they have inherent meaning. Mm. Like if, if you notice something that feels like a little wink from the universe, mm-hmm. no one else has to be convinced that that's what it was. And so I, I hope that by making a little bit more space for people to explore these things and talk about these things, because I think they solidify in our brains when we share them. Um, but sometimes it's hard to share because you don't know whether or not it's going to sound like God or whether it's going to sound uh, legit enough or mystical enough. Yeah, or even how to put it into words. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. It's very subtle. Having a place where people don't feel like they need to sell it, I hope, will break us out of our feeling that we're all just kind of in the strange, meaningless place. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's actually full of meaning. We just have to keep our eyes open. Even even we're not alone in our feelings of it being strange and meaningless, right? Because that happens a lot too, you know? And that's not a lack of faith. That's just part of what it is to, like, be in this world, you know? I had a, a client one time, therapy, right? I mean, I'm her therapist, so she's told me things that are, like, very personal. You know, there's really not anything that she hasn't felt comfortable to share, Um the messy stuff, right? That's like my job to be non-judgmental in the in the midst of those things. But there was this one thing that she she didn't want to tell me, and she still hasn't told me, and I don't know if she ever will. And of course, that's fine. But it was like something like this: like she felt like she had an experience that was too personal to even talk about because it's so precious to her. And invaded the very core of her being in a way that it almost felt like too holy to talk about. Talking around it with these little experiences kind of opens your mind to like what counts. Because mm. I think sometimes you're like, well, God didn't talk to me in like a old middle-aged white man voice. <laughs> and so I didn't encounter God today. And it's like, it's not hearing other people count these tiny moments as holy reframe like reminds me that the tiny things that we experience I don't know any other thing any other way to say it but like they count they Mm -hmm. matter they Mm -hmm. are you know tiny divine gifts tiny winks Mm -hmm. makes me think about Julian of Norwich talks about the hazelnut what is the hazelnut (laughs) (laughs) um it's a it's in her text, Revelations of Divine Love, and she's talking about God showing her a hazelnut. Basically, it's this idea that, like, it's just a little hazelnut. Like, it's just a little thing, you know? It's just, and yet, her ability, God showing her 
that nothing is actually insignificant, even just a little hazelnut. Or it makes me think about your song, Lemons, which, by the way, has been running through my head all day because I listened to it yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, how's she going to feel if I'm, like, humming her song when she comes over? <laughs> um, I want to pick all the lemons when we're just living up in our heads, like, flying through life we miss those things and it's very countercultural, right like the systems i'm gonna get all social justicey over here but the systems of power in this world do not want you to stop and look at the lemon or the hazelnut because if you're looking at the hazelnut you're not working you're not making money for the man that <laughs> and you're not you're fundamentally changed when you realize that the lemon is so infinitely beautiful and valuable because that is also then the nature of you and every living thing and every aspect of this world, which is like the message, in my opinion, the message of Jesus. It's radical. It changes everything. And so we have to keep coming back to get grounded in the taproot of that truth. Or we... <laughs> Over here, like... Preach. <laughs> Say it louder for the people in the back. Yeah, right? Like that's, to me, that is the value of spiritual disciplines and practice. Mm -hmm. We come back and we reground ourselves in what is actually true and real. As we close, a couple of notes on sort of what you can expect here. So in upcoming episodes, you will hear us. You will also hear stories from guests on their own, their own experiences, their own moments of kismet. And, um, and we'll kind of go from there. To wrap up, we have a, um, a quote from Rumi. Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. I hope as you go out from this place, you are reminded that the universe is for you, that God is for you, and that... If you are open to it, if you open your awareness, you're opening yourself up to love. So we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. This must be the place.